0: I often find myself struck by how unusual my joy can tend to be, um, especially about that critical three months, that very, very newborn phase, which was just like a high for me and potentially the hormones definitely playing a part into it. But I remember it as like one of the most thrilling and um, in some ways comforting periods of my life, which is uh, very unusual, Um, especially culturally and especially in the culture I live in.
1: It's so much fun to hang out with a baby. I don't know. I've always, always had more fun hanging out with kids than adults because they're just they're they're doing what they want to do. Like they're very immediate with like they see something and they want to interact with it. And babies are like the distilled version of that. It's so much fun to watch your kid, like, interact with things for the first time and watch their, like, understanding of the world grow. It's just, it's kind of hard to want to do other stuff, honestly.
0: We had my mom and my sister uh, for three months with us, so that Mm. went a long way. Um, I remember my mom did the dishes every night. My sister brought us a home-cooked meal every night. So we didn't have to think about anything except caring for the baby, which um, is also unusual.
1: It's also, it's almost kind of funny how um, there's a certain point in the equilibrium of like when somebody is being helpful, where you are letting them help more than like they are helping you. Like we, there were moments where she was doing stuff that I would have preferred she maybe didn't do or like didn't care if she did or not. But the important thing was that she felt like she was being helpful. It's, I think, pretty rare to feel that with anybody just because so little help is offered in general to other people.
0: It's definitely a cultural tradition. Um, it's actually called confinement, um, which I think is a weird term for it, but it's sort of how my grandma and my mom all referred to it. And the mom, especially the first time mother will often go to her mother's house and live there without the father. Um, for the first three months so that's how when i was born and my sister was born my mom took us went to her grand, you know my grandma's house and she lived there and i remember when i was pregnant my grandma was really frustrated that i wasn't coming home because my family's in sri lanka and she was like oh you know you are ha- you're not having the baby in your mother's house and i was like it's okay my mom is going to be with me it is very much a value that you are not alone um, In those three months and i think it's something that having experienced it i find myself already thinking to a time inshallah where my own kid will have a kid and i think thinking about how can i prepare myself to be that person to have the blocks in place where you know i have a flexible enough life that i can just leave for three months and be completely dedicated to that care because it was it was truly amazing to have that support
1: it wasn't like unfamiliar, but it's definitely a much more extreme version of the value that I grew up with in like the rural Midwestern, very independent, uh independently minded, like you're supposed to, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps or whatever. So like my 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 parents, I think, while they love to imagine themselves as as very helpful, I think they're a lot more restrained in it. There was no way they would ever Ever, ever, ever come and just take care of us for three months like that? You know, that's just not something that that tracks in their in the culture that I'm from. Is she 16 months now? I think she's 16 months, either 15 or 16. They definitely come out undercooked. Like the the fourth trimester is a real thing. Um, they're definitely not supposed to come out that early. They just do because physically they wouldn't make it out ever uh, with any with a bigger head. Uh, so like the first three months, I think we're. I think I feel like they passed by the fastest just because they required the most amount of care that they ever will. You are always always on duty um, or you're sleeping. Those are like the two things that you have time to do. And once she started gaining a little bit more independence, I feel like we were able to catch our breaths a little bit more. And then she started crawling. It's like it's all it's all like uh, predicated upon, like, the different mobility milestones so far. Like, from the first three months when she starts to recognize the world exists outside of herself, and then she starts crawling, and then she starts walking. Those all have a different feeling of how how fast time is passing, in my opinion.
0: And her ability to move away from us, I think, is huge. Um, At least in, in the limited time we've known her. That seems to keep expanding, telescopically in this way right like the amount how far she can get from us keeps extending and will only continue to do so and so much of her growth is centered around that I think it's so interesting that logic thinks that you know the newborn phase went by so fast because I experience time maybe a little differently and that I do think that went by super quick when I look back but I almost wish that I could have slowed it down and maybe you don't disagree with this logic but but I I really there was such a like nesting feel to the way we got to do it and to the Mm -hmm. way I um was able to be it was also the most intense period of breastfeeding which I know logic wasn't able to experience and so that I think could be a difference here but you know the breastfeeding was like there were days when I was breastfeeding her for eight hours and that really does start to taper off as they grow and I remember, like, I would just snuggle with her and do a lot of, like, sleep feeding, dream feeding. Um, and it, it really did have this sort of relaxing quality to it, where as a, as a whole, the three months flew by. But in those three months, I really felt like I was getting to enjoy all of those moments.
2: Do you experience a difference between the rate, like, the, the sense of how fast things are moving on a like in, in real time versus over time that's that's a very trippy and confusing question but like i i guess i guess i'll explain that this is how it is for me it's like periods of time pass at varying rates and then like being present with them feels like it's going it's lasting forever you know do, mm-hmm. do, do you feel any kinds of like parallax effects like that in terms of like looking back on a period of time versus being in the moment with them.
0: I think totally for me. Time just feels trippy with a baby in yeah. general. Yeah. And I find myself I catch myself sometimes in those moments where you know maybe I'm not as present I'm thinking about the next thing I'm thinking about all the things on my to-do list and I'm finding myself being a little bored or being a little annoyed that this is taking so long catching myself and thinking but she—it was just yesterday that she was the squiggly worm, mm-hmm. and I miss that. Mm-hmm. And this is going to keep happening. I'm going to keep missing all of these parts of. I'm going to miss the part we're at right now. Um, and it's—I don't always catch myself right. I'm definitely not perfect. Mm-hmm. But um, I find myself frustrated that even knowing how little we have and how important it is to grasp every moment, I still will do that, and I'll still get ahead of myself.
2: Mm-hmm. What about you, Logic?
1: I it feels like time that passes so fast for me when I'm like fully engaged with something. It's like almost the opposite. I think like if I'm if I'm in the mid if I'm doing something with my my full uh, focus that that feeling of time passing disappears instead of Uh comes into focus.
0: And Logic, you are unusually good at being extremely present with the baby. I've I've Mm -hmm. honestly not really seen anyone do it better it just comes extremely naturally it's everything else that's hard but being there with the baby is yeah yeah yeah. (laughs)
1: it's just it it's easy because they are like there is in the moment as i would be in like absent real life adult responsibilities Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or distractions
2: how how are y'all with like capturing things are you taking lots of pictures and videos and stuff and like what's what's your ethos around that
1: we have been a hundred percent we've maybe been taking too many (laughs) it's 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 interesting i've i've thought about this a lot like people always say oh you're you're taking photos of your kid you're not in the moment but i i feel like i find myself looking at the moment way more directly when i'm when i see like a, a a cute photo or something like you're more engaged with that moment than you would be otherwise where you might be taking it for granted Mm
0: -hmm. definitely and i think the way you particularly look through the lens um you just have a really good camera eye um and i love that i remember like the first night she was born i was recovering and i was kind of drifting in and out of sleep and i saw him just like doing like a photo shoot of the bassinet (laughs) he was at it for a really long time amazing adorable
2: has it does it feel like it's been long enough that you can look back and have that experience of like, wow, can you believe that happened? Like, is it, is it long enough ago that it feels like a huge deal to look back?
1: It's we have a different baby than the one we came home with for sure. Like it's looking back at photos, it's like, wow, (laughs) I cannot believe that that's what we came home with compared. And this is what we have now. Yeah. She's grown so much in just like in less than two years.
2: What are some of your favorite things that are happening new right now?
1: She just started like babbling. Actually, she's been like, our daughter has been so focused on moving. She's not bothered to talk to us (laughs) at all. Uh She's going to be a a real jock, I think, but like, (laughs) she's really, she's been babbling the last few weeks and it's so exciting to see like her make those connections. She's, she's i mean she communicates like she does this really cute thing where when she sees our dog frank she taps her thigh like come here frank come uh-huh,
2: here because
1: uh-huh. um, that's what we do to him all the time and yeah. she just it that is one of my favorite things is watching those 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 connections in her head work
0: mm-hmm. she's kind of inventing like her own sign language and you know like the way parents like are translators for their kids. Yeah. I'm starting to see that occur in the way she's expressing language. And I'm like, oh, that sound is a connection to this thing that you want. Because mm-hmm. I've seen it happen enough times. Yeah. Um, and it's it's fascinating to watch just language develop.
2: Yeah. Do, do, are, are there so is it not quite at the point of words? Like are there not yet. So, mm, so you don't have those like you, but it sounds like you're really on the cusp of like those unique to her, to her words that there are sounds
1: she'll make yeah. when she sees like our dog, uh-huh. but it's not, she does not say dog. Right. Yeah. She's not quite there.
2: Do, does this very, I mean, let, let, let's like bust the fourth wall down. We were talking about doing a topic a long time ago. We were talking about doing a topic for this that was like about words and language mm-hmm. and stuff. I'm wondering whether this feels like a difference from one or both of you that she's much more physical and less verbal. Like, does that remind you of either of you or is it like, is it super different?
0: It's definitely she takes after her dad. Uh Um, And the words theme is, you know, I I love the theme we're doing now. But one of the reasons we brought up that theme is when you think of me and Logic as a couple, it's sort of central to our relationship Mm -hmm. in that it's central to one of our core debates that is as yet unresolved. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we have an agreement around the imperfection of words and the inability to really capture everything with words. But what's so interesting is I tend to really just want to push the limit with words. And logic sometimes says like, no, just throw the words out the window. You know, just we don't need them. We can do so much without them. And it's fascinating because with both our dog and our daughter, I'm just constantly faced with that, and I'm constantly learning that lesson in just a very, very different way. Because logic chooses not to use words, but I know he can. Um, both of them sort of are are at such a different developmental stage with that. And our dog will never talk to me, right? Um, but he does communicate with me all the time. And so that that was the that's like a sidetrack on the words.
2: No, that's amazing are you are you speaking multiple languages in the house um, i wish.
1: <laughs> i have been so yeah. we our nanny actually speaks german oh, and okay. i also have took a language courses in german in, in undergrad so i've been speaking that with her when she's around but um other than that yeah we are only shared language is English. Mm-hmm.
0: And English is my first language, even though I do speak a second language. Um, but yeah, you're right about the German. And, you know, it'll be a little bit there, but maybe not as much for her to be bilingual.
2: Mm-hmm. So I grew up in a monolingual communication house. I was exposed to Hebrew through education, but really just as a written language. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the so I never experienced what it's like. For a child to grow up hearing more than one language. And my eldest is being exposed to enough Spanish that something very interesting happened in the house the other day that I noticed, which is that she's babbling in Spanish. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, in a way that, like, if an adult did it, I would. Find You know, like a light skinned person of European descent, like my child, but adult, I would be horrified by what she was doing. And, and I said that to my wife, I was like, this is kind of upsetting. Like, I don't really want her to do that in front of anybody else. And she replied, what do you mean? This is what she did when she was learning English four years ago. Like this is just the first phase of like making the grooves in her brain for those sounds. And Mm -hmm. that put me at ease a little bit, but I'm not totally settled. I'm wondering whether you have either of you as word people who have a baby have an opinion on this debate or any like actual science that might set me at ease. I don't
0: know. I mean, that makes me think of a little bit adjacently of, you know, picking up accents and how I feel about that, uh-huh. because I noticed that logic particularly can just do this sort of naturally. And at, at first I was like, oh, how do I feel about this? But then also realizing it's not an intentional thing. It's more of a, a, a sign of sort of sharing a culture in a way. It's a sign of like being so immersed that, I can, that, that he can do that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe your daughter's, wherever she's picking that up from, it's her way of connecting to where she's picking it up from.
2: Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. I think it's pretty intentional. A lot of it. She's got our, our, my sister-in-law is fluent in Spanish and speaks Spanish with her. They're doing it in class. She's in preschool. She's in her first year Mm -hmm. of preschool. And so they're doing a little bit of language stuff there. And uh, I think that but I think I do think that it's with Spanish speaking faculty members at the Mm -hmm. school. Like, I think that there are people that she relates to that way. So I think that's a pretty interesting I mean, that's what that's what that's how it works with learning your first language as a baby, too. Right. Like you're you're imitating, just like you were saying with the body language with the dog and patting the leg. So,
1: yeah, even when you get older, like that is the first step of learning another language. It's just rote repetition getting the the, getting your lips and tongue to do the right shapes to make the right sounds Mm -hmm. it's so challenging to do and even like that sort of babbling getting the getting the mouth feel right for spanish especially like i don't think i i i can't roll my r at all uh i took spanish in high school and it's like those sorts of things come with with practice and whatever that shape that takes uh is what works yeah
2: I love that we got to both of our topics and I feel like the reason that happened has to do, it's also, I think probably the reason we're all friends online is, is that y'all love learning. Is that fair to say you're, but you're both very avid about it. I
1: always, I always, I always tell my wife that um, it's not that I love learning. It's like a, it's more of a compulsion than <laughs> yeah. a desire. Can't like I could learning. not help myself yeah. if I tried.
2: So like a question that I have is, and this is for both of you to answer is, is, is your love of babies and your love of learning connected?
1: Absolutely. A hundred percent. I think like when, when, when we first brought our daughter home, I had this distinct feeling of like the world becoming the size of the four square walls that we were sleeping in at the time. And like what it has slowly and grown since as she's as she started moving around more and she started interacting with the world more you get this you get a real sense of learning uh uh uh, of learning through your your kid as you watch them do these things and it's it's really gratifying in a way that doing it yourself is is not necessarily um not that it's not gratifying but it's a different kind of gratification and i
0: think learning to be a parent learning to be in relation to another human in that way is just there's no there's been no other experience i've had like that and in thinking about you know we're thinking about having another baby um inshallah we really want we really want another baby um we knew that almost immediately and i think like one of the things i think about is that feeling of meeting a new human who's breathing the same air for the first time It's just electric. It's electric in what it did to me and I can't wait to meet a future baby. And it just, when I see babies in general, now I have that feeling. And then when it's your own baby, it's like, oh my God, we had a part in making this new human exist. How incredible is that? And then you get to watch what humans do, right? Which is fundamentally learning is so much of the core of who we are as a species. Absolutely. And I think it's something we really admire about you and our friendship with you, for sure, in, in how much um, you have a devotion to learning in all these ways. You have, kind of have your fingers in so many different pots, um, and we, we love that about you.